Hello and welcome to the Movie Podcast. My name is Shabazz and I am one of your lovely hosts. Of course, it wouldn't be an episode of the Movie Podcast without me singing the intro because that's, you know what? I'm going to sing every intro when we're not recording together. That way the audience knows, hey, oh, they're not together today. It's a singing episode. How does that sound? And of course, the answer that I'm looking for is from the one and only Daniel. Daniel, how you doing? I was just trying to see how long we could go without even like just saying a word to anything that you were saying. Oh, I I, I could do the whole podcast by myself. <laughs> I don't need you to. No, it does. It, I like that idea. I like that. Like, oh, for the fans, I'd be like, oh, oh, it's a singing episode today. Okay, we could skip this one. Uh, you know clip, what I mean? It's, it's a clip show. Okay, <laughs> it's a All clip right. show. Yeah. You know, we 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 don't need to watch this one. No, yeah. I'm do, I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. Did you ask me? Uh, I don't know if I did. I'll be honest with you. I just okay. I, I said well, your name, and then I, I didn't know that you were there anymore. <laughs> Well, I, I'm doing well. Thank you for thank you for asking or not asking. Oh, maybe I asked mentally, you know, and uh, sitting there silently in his chair, probably brooding and just who knows what else he's doing. Uh, Anthony, Anthony, how are you today? Um, I'm I'm doing well. I'm just staring at a black screen. Why? Just because. <laughs> Why a black screen though? I mean, like we have like I have things on my screen. Less distractions. Ah, damn, that's deep. That's very deep. Uh, how was your week, guys? It was good. I mean, we, I, I, like, it's funny. Like, I was talking to Anthony before we started recording. I'm like, it, we were off this week, but it mm-hmm. didn't feel like we were off because we had so much content coming out still. Correct. You know? Correct. We were still pumping it out. We have uh, some reviews up, which we'll get to in a second here. We have a, we have a commentary up again, which, you know, it's been a while, but uh, it's, it's a welcome return. Anthony, what about you? How's your weeks? Weeks, I guess. It's been uh, it's been good, yeah. Like it, truthfully, we because we didn't do last week, um, but we had all this content come out this week. It felt like you know we we were continuing with the normal regular podcast uh, releases. But yeah, it's been a been a good week. Yeah, and it's been it was a quiet week. You know, it was a, it was American Thanksgiving, so not a lot of news was mm-hmm. happening. But you know, as soon as Thanksgiving was over. The floodgates just got destroyed with news. It's true. They they really did. They really, really did. Um, yeah. And uh, as for me, I'd say probably the same as you guys. Just uh, it, it was it was felt busy, but it, I don't know if it was, you know? We're getting closer and closer to Christmas right now, so the world feels like it's changing. Our region's still in lockdown. Uh, so that's why we're doing these remote recordings. But um, yeah, here we are. This is our third last episode of the year mm-hmm. as well. So like, it's crazy to think that, you know, this will have this week, we'll have next week, we'll have the week after that, which is the week of Christmas. And then we'll be off for a couple of weeks until January. But obviously, of course, we'll still have our reviews going up because there's Wonder Woman 1984, Soul, what other, whatever other movies are going to be stealthily dropping throughout the season. But mm-hmm. it just, again, this has been a very weird year for like technically like the second year of this podcast, but I can't, it does, like, it's not computing that we're in December. Yeah. Still expect to hear our voices, but uh, you know, don't get too comfortable without them. They're okay. <laughs> it was a, it was a mildly threatening. <laughs> Sounded was like good. a threat and it was, uh, but as always guys, you can catch a new episode of the movie podcast every single Monday across all of your favorite podcast services. I'm not sure what accent that was. Uh, and if you want to be part of the show, please go ahead and give us your comments, suggestions, and corrections, and head on over to www.com 
No, I'm just kidding. www.thistimewith.com slash talk. Actually, you don't even need the www, but I love it when I see people typing that in into the browser. And I'm like, oh, you don't actually don't need that part. And they're like, no, no, no. I'm going to fill it out all the way through. Triple so, W dot, you know? Yeah. I, I don't think I've ever typed. I don't think I've typed www in a very long time. No, I think that's such like a 90s, 2000s thing. Yeah. You know? And I love seeing people do it. Um, you can follow us at The Movie Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. And don't forget to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Make sure to join our Discord where we're having all these great conversations about what we're watching um, and just kind of continuing that flow. Also, check out our show notes below for all these links and more. Like I mentioned in the beginning, we have our review up right now for Black Bear. This is starting Aubrey Plaza. We have a review up for Mank. This is David Fincher's Netflix movie, which has released this weekend. So please give that a watch. And then we have our diehard commentary because this is the month of Christmas. And of course, we have some commentaries for Christmas movies, which would be one of my favorites, Die Hard. Did you guys see um, Obama was like answering questions on Jimmy Fallon this week? Mm-hmm. And he was asked if Die Hard was a Christmas movie, and he said no. And then our Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau, tweeted back at him saying, you know, President Obama, we're friends, we agree on a lot of things, but Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. So our Prime Minister of Canada is coming in with the save for all of Canada there. Die Hard is a Christmas movie. There's some people that are really passionate about Die Hard not being a Christmas movie, and I wonder who put them in charge. So <laughs> I think it's because it doesn't invoke, you know, joy, joyness, right? But, like, um, Christmas is not joyous in every Christmas person. is misery and despair. It could be you know? misery and despair, or it could be, you know, saving a skyscraper and beating germans up as i recall in the bible there is uh the book of hans and in that one uh i believe jesus yeah. beat up a man in a tall mud building and <laughs> you know threw him off the roof which is very much similar to die hard so well, I, I what understand. was jesus's catchphrase for that <laughs> oh man I, th- I think anthony you remember it more than i do uh, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think it was something like "see uh, you in it, hell," and then was it, like, was it like? <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was like something like "shoot others the way you want to be shooted." Is that, shoot is that it? It? not shot? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone oh, is God. getting so angry. They're like, "Oh, I'll we, leave we've I'm going to leave you a review on Apple Podcasts, you heathens." <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh man that's funny all right so we also have our bracket review uh bracket update sorry bracket review <laughs> bracket, update. bracket review welcome what to bracket re- review I am. <laughs> uh, so again our bracket is going strong we have our christmas movie bracket up right now and this week we had it's a wonderful life versus white christmas and love actually versus gremlins so coming out on top we've got it's a wonderful life and love actually didn't we also have a tiebreaker that we had to get done as well? We did have a tiebreaker. So it came down to Nightmare, Nightmare Before Christmas and Batman Returns. And uh, the first week, they, they both obviously, you know, tied. This week, Batman Returns absolutely destroyed Nightmare Before Christmas. Wow. I very, I was very surprised about that. So there Batman we go. Returns moves on to the next round. And uh, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll see what we can see. I'm surprised Gremlins didn't win, you know? Like, Gremlins is... It was close. It was very close. Man. I'm tired of the typical Christmas movie winning. 
But then what, Batman what returns did, one. What did, that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah, but Batman like Batman, 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 Batman Returns went up against a non-typical Christmas movie, which is you know a Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, but it also has Christmas in the title, though, yeah. so it helps it. Like for yeah, me, when but, I think when I think of Batman Returns, there's not many Christmassy moments I remember from it. Oh my god, the whole like tree re- reveal, which was, was a huge one, which is a scene that I put up. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's a huge <laughs> one. It's like twenty minutes. But then, but then what about after that? There's uh, when she falls and dies, Catwoman, and then she oh, yeah, yeah. Cat. It fell. She fell in the snow. When she's you're telling falling, me you've never, like, ho, you've ho, never ho. fallen and and died and re- came back to life at Christmas. It's very Jesus of them. Well, I mean, Jesus Easter. has a more at Easter, right? Yeah, exactly. Very Anyways, I think we should move on because there's some. I think I, I honestly think this is the biggest news we've ever had on the show. Are you sure? Wait, I think no, so. there was bigger. Okay, well, let's let's introduce the news, and then we can debate whether it's big, the biggest or not. So let's get into the news, guys. That sounded good to me. I, I, I didn't even do it. Yeah. <laughs> didn't do it. That's why it sounded good to you. Someone was so loud, I was like, oh, maybe they'll just think it's me. <laughs> <laughs> someone sounded like two voices. Maybe this time it'll be better because Anthony didn't do it. Who knows? You wow. Know? Wow. Wow. <laughs> well, you said wow to your own joke, Shay. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I, was, I wanted to invoke the insult. Damn. As Jesus would. There you go. Yeah. So, first bit of news today, Warner Brothers smashes box office windows, not literally, and will send entire 2021 slate to HBO Max in theaters. This is coming from Aaron Couch and Pamela McClintock of The Hollywood Reporter. So, Warner Brothers is plotting a sweeping response to the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic, which has shuttered movie theaters around the country, actually probably around the world. After announcing that Wonder Woman 1984 will go to HBO Max as well as theaters December 25th, the studio has laid out a similar path for its 2021 slate amid uncertainty about when movie going will be moving going will get back to normal. In an unprecedented announcement, the studio will send 17 films to its streaming service for 31 days, the same day they hit theaters. The studio's 2021 slate right now includes projects such as The Suicide Squad, The Matrix 4, Dune, Godzilla vs. Kong, Space Jam, A New Legacy, Little Things, Judas and the Black Messiah, Tom and Jerry, Mortal Kombat, Those Who Wish Me Dead, The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, uh, In the Heights, Reminiscence, Malignant, The Many Saints of New York, King Richard, and Cry Macho. Guys. Anthony, what do you think about this? Yeah, so this is this was huge news uh, when it re- released. I think when did it release? Thursday. Thursday. Yeah. The world changed on Thursday. The world changed on Thursday, and it was a shock. I had to read the whole article from on on THR, and Daniel was freaking out. He's like, "This is going to change the world. We're never going <laughs> to watch movies the same again." He was like. Like he went out on the streets and I was on the mountaintop. He was at my house yelling. I'm like, he had a drum and he was banging it so everyone in the neighborhood heard Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so this is this is some huge news. This is some huge news. The only the only thing I had, the only problem I have is this is very. This is strictly for the American market, and that's that's my biggest complaint because the rest of the world does not, we'll say, have this unique um, 
release structure for them. Right. We're going to get to that. But I just like I'm I'm reading this and like this is insane to me. Like this is just like every single Warner Brothers movie next year you're going to be able to watch it at home day 1. Like this uh, already when we were talking earlier this year in April about the Snyder cut, we were saying, "Oh wow, like this is going to increase uh, HBO Max subscriptions a lot if they're putting the Snyder cut like that's crazy that's going to save HBO Max and then they announced Wonder Woman and we're just like holy shit this is a ma- this is like the one of the biggest films to come to streaming ever like this is the first like superhero comic book film to like be released this way and then they're like no we're not done yet we're gonna go even crazier we're gonna bring all types of hype levels and we're gonna do every single film we had planned for 2021 we're going to put it uh, on our streaming service day one. And you could watch it for 31 days. So with the first month, you'll be able to watch it there. And then it will only be in theaters. Again, do I think this plan is going to stay? I don't. Once there is a, 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 a vaccine or once there is, uh, I think they start to see like it could go either way because they say this is only going to be for 2021. I don't think this is only going to be for 2021. I think this is I think this is going to be this the new model now. Mm-hmm. Even when things are back to quote unquote normal, you know, there's still going to be this option I think of HBO Max for I, the movies staying on there the first month. I I totally agree with that. I don't think it's a plan that would just be for the year 2021. It just to me doesn't it yeah. doesn't make sense. You you're we're trying to and I like again, we Theaters are still there and still have options, but we're trying to, they're trying to make their content widely available. Um, and this is the way you do it. And but you- we just know that this opens up the box to pirating and things like that as well, too, right? Mm-hmm. In, other, in mm-hmm. other regions. Right. I, I, I'm just so gobsmacked at when I saw this. And I had to use that word gobsmacked because I was just like, holy shit, like this, this changes so much. This changes so much. It was it was it was huge because you're looking at it and you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa! This is this seems like a dream in some ways. And I it mean, does. Anthony it, predicted this. Last, Anthony did last predict year. this, right? And, and of all studios to do this, it, it, it I did not think it would be Warner Brothers. In fact, I actually thought that it would be Disney because of this whole like, oh, we're gonna restructure. And then we saw Soul coming day one, and I was like, oh, okay, maybe this is you know opening that window of all these other films, they're probably going to wait till closer to Seoul to announce this. And then Warner Bros. is like, nah, fuck you guys. Here we go. All our movies, including The Matrix 4, including Dune, which, you know, seems like a huge box office gamble. We're yeah. Gonna, we're just going to drop them all. Well, more people are going to watch it now, I think. I think so, too. I think so, too. Suicide Squad, like, day one. Matrix 4, day one. Like... These are massive films. Like I'm not surprised now that they bumped the Batman out of 2021 because they probably knew this was coming. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you know what? Let's not even have that discussion right now. We'll we'll deal with the Batman in 2022 when it comes out. But my God, yeah, yeah. I I I think yeah. I think with with this plan in motion, it puts a lot of more pressure on other studios to do the same thing. It mm-hmm. makes that Universal deal with theaters look like. A joke. Oh, it looks silly. <laughs> you know, yeah, it looks, it looks silly. so silly now. Universal's <laughs> probably like, oh fuck! Now I have we have to come out with this, a, yeah. a platform for releases online, which they don't. They don't have that yet. Um, Disney already has their platform. Well, could could they do Peacock technically? 
NBC they could, Universal. but but I but I feel like with Peacock, they're they may be trying to do something else with it. I don't they, know no, if they, they definitely re- are. It, they, they, you know, it's, like it's too small. You know, so I don't, I don't. I mean, they could, but Peacock, I I think is not trying to be that massive uh, streaming, streaming service. service you like, know, like we, we make fun of HBO Max for having you know a shitty name, but I think Peacock is just the absolute worst name. You can yeah, have for a streaming service. You know, like again, like. Would it would it have been cool for HBO Max to just be called Warner Warner Plus or something like that? Yeah, sure, but I don't think now that it's like this is happening, I think we're going to start putting some respect on the name of HBO Max. Like honestly, like this was a huge move, and I commend Warner Brothers for making this move. I know there's more to the story, so I'll let you continue, Shay. But yeah, yeah. I commend them for making this move, but there's definitely going to be some repercussions to this. Definitely. So more on this, the unprecedented move is likely to catch theater owners off guard and upset some model that has been in place for decades. Warner brothers does stress though, that there, these are only pandemic rules. And, but once something is broken, can you really put it back together again? This also raises serious concerns about the landscapes of movie going in 2021. Sources say these discussions were kept close to the vest and not shared with many exhibitors Warner Bros. will likely have to agree to far more generous terms with theater owners to avoid them boycotting their films. Insiders say that Warner Bros. 1984 split of ticket sales is far better for exhibitors than normal. Sources also say that the studio did not inform partners such as Legendary, which has Dune and Godzilla uh, versus King Kong, that their films were included in this plan. Oh, God. That sucks, yeah. In a statement announcing the news, Anne Cernoff, the uh, new CEO of Warner Media Studios and Network Group, cited unprecedented times that call for creative solutions. No one wants, to f- no one wants films back on the big screen more than we do, said Cernoff. We know new content is the lifeblood of theatrical exhibition, but we have to balance this with the reality that most theaters in the U.S. will likely operate at reduced capacity throughout 2021. With this unique one-year plan, we can support our partners in exhibition with a steady pipeline of world-class films, while also giving moviegoers who may not have access to theaters or aren't quite ready to go back to the movies the chance to see our amazing 2021 films. We see it as a win-win for movie lovers uh, and exhibitors, and we're extremely grateful to our filmmaking partners for working with us on this in- innovative response to these circumstances. Um, you know, it's you look at this, and it sucks that you know the, the the producing partners were not really informed on this. So, I, I get it because at the end of the day, it really does come down to the distributor, which at this point is Warner Brothers, and. While this seems scary, you know, 2020 was a rough year because we really did not get to see many big films at all. It was the year of watching lower budget indie films, which, you know, I'm not I'm not complaining, but I do wish we got some of the big films. I think the last big film before Tenet that we saw was Cats, um, which still haunts me to this very day. Well, which also got its proper theater release, right? Yes, yes. year before. Yeah. Um, it's interesting though. Like I, I'm going back through our show notes, and June 30th, 2019, we announced we didn't break this news, but we we spoke to it that Warner Brothers taps and starting off as new CEO, mm-hmm. and that was our 18th episode, mm-hmm. and now we're on episode 86. Like oh, yeah. just to think what she has had to deal with in the span of a year as CEO basically changing the landscape of how Warner brothers has run for a hundred years. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like what a, what a condition to come into mm-hmm. um, for that studio. 
again, I commend them for making that decision. But again, there's a lot of repercussions to this. And I think a lot of these studios are looking at a company like, like Netflix and Disney Plus now. And they're just like, hold on a second. You're telling me that Netflix kind of operated this year without any hiccups? Yeah, there may have been some delays of films because of how they were shot, but the release strategy doesn't change. You know, so they're probably just like, we got to get our movies out there in any means possible. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this year we spoke a lot about, yeah, I wish they would just release This Is Streaming or Black Widow or Wonder Woman at this point. Um, and I think that they didn't, now looking back in hindsight, it's almost like they didn't want to half-ass it and be like, yeah, let's let's make you rent it for $30. Not a lot of people wanted to rent a movie for $30. And then... We're like, oh, well, we'll put it on a streaming service this way, and this one won't, but this one will. And now I think they're just like, you know what? Next year, there won't be any guessing. Every movie we're releasing, HBO Max, that's where you have to go. Give us your money there, mm-hmm. and you'll subscribe. I'm assuming HBO Max subscriptions went through the roof the last couple of days. I would hope so. You know, And as Canadians, we would love to watch this. And to get into that, let me jump to our next little story. So... Warner Brothers to release all 2021 films to HBO Max theaters at the same time, but only in the U.S. This is coming from Jake Coyle of the Global News. And Crave sent the following statement to Global News. As with Wonder Woman 1984, Warner Brothers has decided that in the United States, these films will be released in both theaters and on HBO Max for a limited time. I, I assume they're in the 40s when they, were, when they were doing this announcement as well. Yeah, that, that was on the... <laughs> that was on the broadcast. That you know? was on the, broadcast. <laughs> the, the radio broadcast. The concurrent window on HBO Max is restricted solely to the United States. Warner Brothers is not making such a window available for any other territory, including Canada. While these movies will be released initially in theaters in Canada, they will be coming to Crave following their standard theatrical windows. Damn. Please tell us more. Why? Would we do this decision without thinking about other markets? Yeah. Sorry, I thought I was going to break into like a Samuel L. Jackson speech. I thought you were going to just say why for a good two bit. (laughs) Yeah, I thought you were going to say why. Why? No, again, we're, we're kind of talking in circles about this. And again, as Canadians, we're just like, okay, cool. I'll guess, you know, like, I guess I'll die. You know what I mean? Like, it's like that, that meme. It's like, what, like, I just, you know, Warner Brothers has such a huge presence here in Canada. Again, I know there's a lot of tape they have to jump through. I know this is their content, but they have these deals in play. And I'm hoping now that, that these deals are happening. It's going to kind of put the flames to the fire to all these deals that are in place and be like, you know what? We have to adapt. We have to change this because there's a whole country here that's missing out. And not just our, like just Canada, all across Europe and Australia and all the other continents, they're not getting these. They're getting mm-hmm. them in theaters, but they're also experiencing COVID-19. So I just really hope that all of these distributors and licensing agreements and all that, they're looking at this news and being like, we got to get part of this. We got to rearrange these deals. It's unprecedented. Let's update this. I was hoping, I was really hoping that um, in the next, like a, a, like a day or two after this news broke, okay guys we made an agreement it's all going to be coming to crave as well mm-hmm. but we didn't get that yet i'm there's still time i'm hoping that they do like the i i just i i'm hoping maybe they're just trying to do that like um trial by media type thing where it's just like yeah well us has it but canada doesn't so 
let's let's let our let's stick <laughs> the voices of social media on these companies to get it done. You know what I mean? Mm. But we'll see. Look, I know we're not as big of a market as the US, but it's still upsetting. Like we're not yeah. super far from them. No. And you know, when Crave made this deal with HBO, I remember when this deal happened, like was it like six, seven years ago, it feels. Um I was just like, oh, this can only this is only going to be shitty for us Canadians because there's going to be things that we lose out on. And I kept thinking, I'm like, HBO has HBO Go in the United States. Why don't they just bring that over here? So granted, now we're suffering the consequences of this deal. And I don't, I don't know when theaters are going to open up, honestly, because we're yeah. in lockdown again. And even when we weren't in the lockdown, theaters didn't open up uh, in the last month. So, yeah, theaters have been closed since like October for us. Yeah, right. I think end of September, October. So, does this? And, and honestly, when theaters do open up, since we're now seeing roughly about two thousand cases a day, do you think we're going to be going back to the theater? I, I don't right. know. It, it's it's really tough to say right now. Yeah, and and that's the thing, right? Like we're in this weird spot right now where it's like, okay, you're you're telling us that yeah, in Canada, it's coming to theaters. Yeah, but like what theaters? Mm-hmm. Like outside of Toronto and the GTA, yeah, there are theaters open, but they don't want people going to those cities mm-hmm. if they're not in locked if you're if we're technically in lockdown quarantine here. So it's just a really weird situation they've put us in. And again, I'm hoping now that they play by these pandemic rules as they say and just be like, you know what? We're releasing it this way, or you could rent it on iTunes at least, or just give us some way to watch this legally here in canada because mm-hmm. we want to watch these yeah. movies we want to talk about these movies yeah. i think this this really that. also um pushes pirating to another level because people will want to watch it and not want to go to the theater and people mm-hmm. will pirate it and i mm-hmm. i don't know if they really took that into effect when they made this decision because you're you're putting you know the rest of the world who won't have this this uh, release structure to go find it because you don't, you're not giving them the opportunity to watch it other than the theater. The whole idea was, and when I, when I, I guess forecasted what I was looking for in terms of movie theaters in the future was to have the availability of watching a movie in theater, as well as at home at the same time. Mm Mm-hmm still being able to go watch it in a theater if I wanted to. And the next day being able to watch it at home, like that idea, you're, you're getting more money from me. Um, now you're putting this, this, uh, this structure just for the American market and you're really not focusing on anyone else. Mm -hmm. Like there's huge, there's big, there's Europe, there's China, there's Japan, there's the Asian market. There's so many markets and you're just strict focusing on one area. Everyone's going through COVID-19. Yeah. And, and again, there's a, there's a lot of legislation and bullshit legal things that are in play that I'm hoping now that this is happening and they, they're seeing how much money is on the table. I hope they adjust because like, you know, Canada is included when it comes to box office numbers for domestic totals, you know, mm-hmm. like that's Canada, us and Mexico. Mm-hmm. But like, but when it comes to this, it's like, well, it's us only. I'm like, and that's great, but you have these avenues in play in other countries. Use that, find a way around it. Like it's, it's not cool that it's like you guys get it in the States 
again, I, I know this, like, again, this is first world problems. I know we, right. but this is the show called the movie podcast. So that's what we get to. We're talking about movies here. This is what we complain about. It almost but like, it's just strange for me. It puts a sour taste in my mouth and it's like, yeah, well, I'm not going to go watch it in theaters. So no, like I won't either. Even if it comes to theaters here, I won't go watch it just to like send a message to them. You know, that's how I look at it. And it's, it's, if they did have the, like, if they made it available for everyone else, like a lot of other services do, because globalization is a thing and movie, you know, rights and all this, you know, mumbo jumbo stuff that they concocted back in Mank era, um, just doesn't make sense nowadays. It just doesn't make sense. They're afraid. And that's why I like Netflix and even Disney now. You, you can be assured anything Disney releases will be on Disney Plus. You know that. Yep. You know that. You don't have to wait. And with the news that has happened today or in the past week, Mickey Mouse is taking off his gloves. He's putting on his brass knuckles because that motherfucker, <laughs> he's going to release all his movies on Disney Plus worldwide. Globalization in the sense everyone will be able to watch Black Widow and he and still go watch it in theaters if you wanted to go watch it in theaters. This week, we're going to get to the news story this week, but this week, the gloves are coming off with Disney, I think. I really expect um, some big news from them this week. Mm-hmm. Shay, I'll let, you, I'll let you talk about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to lead right into that one right now. A lot of these seem very connected, and this is because the Walt Disney Company will be webcasting its Investor Day 2020. Now, the Walt Disney Company will webcast its Investor Day 2020 on December 10th, 2020. Jesus, it sounds like I'm saying 2020 a lot. Uh, <laughs> the event focused on the company's direct-to-consumer streaming services is scheduled to begin at approximately 4.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and it will last approximately four hours. My God. My God. That's like the return of the king extended pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> you know? that's Actually, it's longer. That, that's more like f- fellowship extended. Fellowship extended. My, my apologies. I, I, um, like, I, think, yeah. I think it's just Mickey Mouse coming out, and he's just he's going to lay it all, all out. He's real? Yeah, man. He's going to have tattoos on his face, <laughs> and he's going to be like, I'm not going to let Warner Brothers push me around. <laughs> yeah, that that definitely sounds like uh, that definitely sounds like him. That's something that he would do for sure. Um, yeah, I, I, you know what? I, I'm expecting just like Daniel and Anthony have been saying. I'm expecting some big things to come from this, and uh, it's I'm I'm really curious. Like, what are you guys? What are you guys thinking besides the obvious of oh, we're going to release our movies on Disney Plus? Um, I, I saw I, like again, they're coming off of a few weeks ago saying or a couple months ago saying that disney plus is now the is disney Mm -hmm. in a sense right disney plus is what the company is focusing on as a whole that's their focus and now they're coming a week later they're going to be talking about movies and what that's going to look like and you have warner brothers that just dropped an atomic bomb of news on us this week with every single movie theater uh theaters and hbo max day one and i'm hoping disney comes either again i don't know if they're going to try and match that like i i honestly don't know like is it enough like are they just going to be like yeah we're going to match that it's going to we're going to do the same thing but disney is i think the biggest one that theaters will feel the most because 
every single like if we look at 2019 alone disney had like eight or nine movies that crossed a billion dollars you know like that's that's a huge loss for theaters if that happens and disney plus has their stuff together in the sense where we know soul is coming to canada day one as it is in the states and there's there's not a discrepancy that way so i'm curious to see if they announce plans for all of their films to become a disney plus day one or have some type of window agreement i don't know I, I th- all, I, all I know is Mulan didn't work for them the way, the way they wanted it to. No, yeah. it did not. I think Disney will release another movie on Christmas Day to go up against Wonder Woman. But they have Soul already on Christmas Day. You yeah, think they'll release another release one? Another, they're going to they're they're release another one. I think it's going to be Black, Black Widow. Widow. It's gonna, oh my god, dude! Just, just in, like, just to send a message, like I would, I would send a message. <laughs> a message. But dude, Soul, I think Soul already is enough of a message to rival Wonder Woman. Like Soul will be watched more than Wonder Woman will, I think. You think? Um, yeah, because because it's in because it's family and it's on everywhere in the world, right? Mm. Yeah, but like two female characters to go up against each other. Yeah, but I, I feel like they wouldn't want to. And I, I feel like they they they'd be marketing the hell out of it now already. I don't I don't know if they would. Again, there's no rules anymore. There's no rules anymore. I think they have I, like I, one secret release on Christmas Day. I, that'd be and cool. I don't I don't think I don't know. I don't think Soul is going to be as big as Wonder Woman. That's my because Wonder Woman is huge. Like it's it's huge. Everyone knows as and with these early reviews that are coming out, people have been looking forward to Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman changed a lot of like things for like how um society views superheroes and women as superheroes and just movie and storytelling great storytelling um i think they release something to combat with it yeah but i I, i'm so i'm looking at just like at if we're going by the old world box office like i'm comparing wonder woman to inside out which i think inside out's comparable to soul inside out made more box office than wonder woman did then yeah then like all like pixar films typically always hover around the billion dollar mark which is more than what wonder woman made but again who knows what's going to happen this year but i i don't see them because disney doesn't see um wonder woman as competition it will see soul as competition to black widow you know what i mean like that's that's they're competing with themselves and i can't see them wanting to compete with themselves for that space because they're going to want to come out the next day and be like soul was watched by 52 million people in the world or something like that you know what i mean like if they release black widow day one that's only competition for their content already when they when they could spread that out over the next year true true yeah we're just gonna Shay, what do you think what do you think is going to happen this week Oh man, four hours. I think they're just gonna stream Black Widow. That's it. They're <laughs> just gonna stream it twice and then yeah. and then leave it at that. No, I honestly I think that they're just gonna say, Hey, this is what we're doing. We're gonna release our films uh digitally and uh if you guys don't like it, then fuck you. Yeah. So Let's also what- keep in mind uh too that this is an investor day conference. Mm-hmm. This isn't like a this isn't like a D twenty three event or a Comic Con event. This is like investors and there'll be questions and there'll be things like that but it's interesting that it's going to be like live streamed mm-hmm. um what one question i do have uh maybe you guys can answer it is producers for these movies how do they make their money back if the majority of their movies are only streaming 
like do they get a cut of the stream so that's that's a question that was asked by i was seeing that raised a lot on twitter this week with people saying how does this work for people who had their paychecks kind of tied to box office results because like people and actors and producers who had um their i guess their salary if the if the hit if the film hits certain like i guess milestones at the box office that they would get a different pay mm-hmm. and i saw some hollywood people saying yeah they didn't tell people that i would imagine they didn't tell people that so that's just how it is this year you know it's either have it on streaming and people get to watch your movie or don't watch it at all but do they but, lose money in the sense because producers are upfronting that money to i feel like they'll make- I feel like the studios will pay them somehow, but I don't think the returns will be as big as if it was in theaters. I mean, it all depends how much HBO Max, I guess, grows. And th- there's probably like figures and formulas for all of that that they have, they've worked out. I'm just thinking about like what, the, what that looks like in the future. Does Disney just produce the whole movie on its own without any producers in the sense? Because you know that it's going to be strictly a street, like it's going to go right to streaming services and they'll just take majority of that profit. Yeah. I mean, like I think, you know, this is where Disney is right now. And our just studios are, I mean, they're going to be upfronting a lot of the f- money and, you know, if Netflix could find a way to do it, I, I get Netflix and them are technically in debt, but they're still making a lot of money. But, you know, these studios will find ways of making it work for them because they have the infrastructure already, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. Um, but uh, going back to Netflix and Warner Brothers earlier, you know, there was the news last week broke that Netflix made an offer to buy um, Godzilla versus Kong for $200 million and Warner Brothers turned them down. It makes sense why they turned them down now because they had this obviously in pl- plan. But what a, like kind of going back to what we were talking about earlier in the show, like, do you guys see any news that's bigger than this? Like, Warner Brothers entire cat like this is something that we could we could never even predicted like a year ago. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, like mm-hmm. their entire year's worth of films is gonna be online day one. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think what what rivals this news. No, I I I don't think there's anything. I think this is huge. This is absolutely earth shattering. I think the only thing that could have beaten it is if uh, it was worldwide or in some yeah, capacity yeah. worldwide. Yeah. I would Just agree. unreal. What a week. Yeah. What a week. And I hope it, I, and truly, I don't think it's a one year. Like, I can't see it being one year. I can't see the United States being like tomorrow or as soon as Joe Biden's back uh, in the office and being like, hey, we got rid of this COVID 19. Uh, you guys are good now. Because in the States right now, from what I've been seeing, they're just catching this this thing like it's a flu like to them it's like oh yeah whatever i got covid last it's it's like it's like chicken pox you know Uh, yeah i think it's it's changed the way we do things you know um even if you know if there's a vaccine or that it goes away in a sense eventually like the things people have now experienced this past year will stay with them it's like one of those light like earth-changing events yeah mm-hmm. and i don't know if we we experienced as a society yet like we've had world war ii maybe 9 yeah. 11 9 11 but i think as like a health thing i don't think we've yeah. ever had like not since what 100 years ago when there was a pandemic or a massive pandemic because even sars and like west nile and 
all of like swine flu, like all of that, like those, those were like those were all insane. scary, but they were never like they were blips on the map compared to mm. what we're going through. You can't, but like like you're like you were saying, Anthony. Though, like, can they? You, I I don't think this will be for the year either. I think oh. Warner Brothers is going to have an insanely successful year now, and they're just going to be like, you know what? This is just this is our business now. Will release in theaters and at home same day, and you have the choice. Mm. Or maybe they'll release it in theaters earlier than HBO Max a week later, or something like that. Who knows? This reminds me of the scene from uh, Anchorman when all the anchors arrive at the uh, the street fight and they, <laughs> they take out their weapons. I just can picture this as like this is the studio fight. You got Warner Brothers, you got Disney, you got Universal, you got Netflix and Amazon and Apple. Like there's just this huge like brawl that's about to happen and really we as content viewers win Mm -hmm. you know yes but the studios now are just like all right we're it's it's a bloodbath now i mean like those this last two years (laughs) you know it it reminds me literally of like in the first avengers movie where there's like when they get like like the the tesseract and like no you just you just invited a higher form of war right now and it's like we're only we're only just beginning like where things are going to go in the next couple of years with competition. Yeah. No, I, I absolutely agree. Like it, this is, this is what this has done. We opened the floodgates, you know, All right. you awoke the sleeping dragon. <laughs> next bit of news we got, which is a little different from what we've been talking about so far, but Oscar Isaac to star in Sony's metal gear solid movie. This is coming from Aaron couch and our good old friend of the show. Boris Kitt, Hollywood reporter. Oscar Isaac is enlisting for duty as Solid Snake. The actor will star in the Sony video game adaptation Metal Gear Solid. The Hollywood reporter has confirmed that the film has Kong Skull Island director Jordan Vogt Roberts attached to helm. Derek Conley, known for Jurassic World and Kong Skull Island, penning the script with Avi Arad producing. Peter Kang is overseeing for the studio, and Isaac has been open about his affinity for Solid Snake, telling IGN in 2019 that it was the video game character he'd most like to play. After the interview, Vo Roberts tweeted, The ball's on Oscar's court. The video game series dates back to 1987 when Konami unveiled Metal Gear, created by Hideo Kojima. Anthony, you're a big fan of the series. What are your thoughts on this news? Um. Oh. Oh, it just went into my box. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm super excited. I think casting Oscar Isaac as Snake is great. Uh, I'm looking forward to a a solid, like a Metal Gear movie. Um, The Metal Gear series is really what brought me into, or what really changed video games in a more cinematic feel and look. That really that. That game that came out, I think it was '97, changed like changed the way games were made in terms of that cinematic feel, storytelling, um, espionage, thriller, draw like that. That game changed everything, and I, I'm looking forward to watching it on the big screen because it is a movie. That game is a movie, and it mm. is designed to be um, on the big screen as well. Oscar Isaac playing Snake, just it just when I saw that he was casted, I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. He looks like a Snake character. Like he looks like <laughs> he looks like you know, Solid Snake. 
Yeah. It just, it made sense. Um, Avi Arad being the producer, I, I, I hope it's, you know, good. Yeah. But he's done. That's, I, think, I think it's just a Sony thing at this point. You yeah. Know? He's done, he's done great stuff. He's done, you know, into the Spider-Verse and, you know, Spider-Man Homecoming, Ghost in the Shell, uh, which I like. And I know a lot of people are not happy with the casting on that, but it was still a good movie. But yeah, I'm super excited. We've been hearing about, you know, the Metal Gear Solid film for years now. I'd say like since 2014. Um, and it was only around when we finally got to Jordan Roberts being attached to this film that it feel like things were starting to move forward a bit. Um, I followed Jordan on Twitter and he he's constantly tweeting out Metal Gear Solid things. And he's always with Hideo Kojima. So you can tell that they're really taking their time with this movie. So it's really cool to see now how far we've kind of come and how far we're going. So I really hope we finally get like a date or like a tentative date at least. Um, Daniel, what, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, honestly, like, like same as you, like I'm a, I'm a fan of uh, Jordan's films and, and seeing that, you know, this is finally getting some steam because it's for years, it's felt like just him talking about it and concept art and, you know, uh, boss logic fan arts. But it's funny, like boss logic actually did a, a concept art of Oscar Isaac that Jordan asked him to do last year. He's like, oh, I just want to see something. And then here we are a year later, it actually looking to happen again. Is this movie going to happen anytime soon? I have no idea. Um, you know, we've, we've, we're still waiting on that Splinter Cell movie with Tom Hardy and the Division movie with Jake Gyllenhaal and Jessica Chastain. So, um, video game films don't have a very good track record of actually getting made. And then once they are made, being good. But everything so far of Metal Gear, Metal, Metal Gear is, <laughs> I was like, Metal, metal, metal uh, everything so far of Metal Gear is looking great and i just mm-hmm. hope that it can live up to that i hope it's not like one of those akira you know we're making akira and then Akira's ne- getting pushed back never ever make yeah akira it. was the other one i was thinking of too. yeah and i do hope hideo is somewhat how tied into this because i know they had a huge like hideo and kojima uh Koji- konami, konami had a huge like falling out and i don't know what like this uh, does Konami take part in this um, movie? Is this somehow tied in? But I do hope um, Kojima has some sort of connection and part of the, the production of this movie. I know he's been very close with Jordan Vogue Roberts. Like they, yeah. They've been hanging out all the time. So <clears throat> I feel like uh, he's going to be very involved. Um, but I guess in what capacity legally and crediting wise, who knows? Yeah. You know, who knows? Let's jump into some trailers. 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 So we're going to start off with our first one, which is a uh, honestly a nightmare in my opinion, uh, and that was Cliff- <laughs> Clifford the Big Red Dog. I I don't think I've been more shocked by a twenty second. Te- it was only twenty seconds, right? Is there a bigger one out there? No, but can can I be honest though? Like be with honest. the trailer, I don't know what I expected either. You know what I, I mean? Expected like expected nothing. Yeah, I like it's like it's a Clifford the Big Red Dog. I'm like yes, and that's 
That's it's a big red dog, literally. I'm like, it's not okay. Clifford though, but it's a big red dog. Yeah, so I'm just like, okay, this is uh Is it like live action? Size, is it the size of Clifford though? Well, I never I you know what, honestly, Clifford was always, you know, pit against kids. So we never got a true adult to Clifford uh size comparison. Yeah, it's just it's just very interesting. Yeah. It's just it doesn't look the greatest, I'll be honest with you. It no. doesn't look the greatest. But, you know, I guess I'm hoping it, it gets like a sonic treatment where it's, <laughs> you know, just people will will realize, like, hey, you like know what? People aren't as passionate about Clifford to really start an internet cry. Like, I feel more people were like, why? You know? Yeah. People were just more like, oh, this is happening? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we, yeah, again, this was, it was a 20 second teaser and it was absolutely horrific. Um, we also got the trailer for the boss baby family business. Now, first of all, let me tell you about boss baby. Weirdest fucking movie ever. I, <laughs> I, I only watched a little bit of it and I was like, this needs to turn off. It only feels befitting that we're going to get a sequel. And now it's, they have to, for some reason, go back to being babies because now they're adults, but now there's a, a, a daughter in the equation. Who's a baby. It's just, Wow. What do you what did you guys think of this trailer? Uh a lot like you. Like this is uh, this is uh this is 2020 for us, you know? Like yeah. this is where we are now. Uh yeah. yeah, and we got the trailer for Red, White and Blue. I don't think I watched this one. Is it about America? Red, White and Blue. What was this again? I'm bl- I'm blanking myself. Yeah, I, I didn't watch the trailer for it. Uh, I'm googling. What it. do you guys think it's about? It's been a while since we, we haven't did done a. Plot. Yeah, I can't Shay, even find Shay, it. Shay, tell us what this film is about. Red, white, and blue. Yeah, uh, it's about three soldiers uh, in Afghanistan. Okay, uh, one is named Red, the other one is named White, and the other Blue. And they're living in a world that is, you know, America doesn't exist yet. Um, but they're doing all the typical American tropes, like they're they're w- holding a flag and they're just loving it so much. Things are exploding. They're they're chugging back beers, uh, and then they find out that one of them is a traitor and he's actually part of the Afghanistan army. And uh, of course, the cast includes you know your typical. You've got Josh DeHamel in there. He's playing <laughs> one of the soldiers. You have LL Cool J playing one of the soldiers. And, uh, you know, who could forget uh, who's playing the flag? None who's playing the flag? Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> of course. Timothy Chalamet. Now, I only mentioned two soldiers so far. There is a third soldier played by John Voight. He's the, oh, no. <laughs> he's the one that is actually a bad guy. And the whole country of Afghanistan is actually played by Randy Quaid. He's reprising his role from Independence Day. Damn. Okay. Yeah. Damn. Now, you're wondering who is this directed by? Michael Bay, of course. No, 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 not even no. close. Greta Gerwig. Oh my goodness! Yeah, Good for. Yeah. Her. I mean, sure. And it's a Disney. Didn't film. expect it from her. It's a Disney film coming straight to Disney Plus. Okay. Yeah, that's Red, White, um, and Blue. Red, White, and Blue is actually uh, it's part of the Small Axe anthology series that uh, Steve McQueen is doing. Oh. Um, it stars John Boyega, who is <laughs> who is trying to be a police officer after witnessing his father being attacked by cops. Um, and yeah, that is on Amazon Prime in the United States on December fourth, so you could watch it now. I was so close, though. I, I you were, you were, you were pretty think, close. Shay. I think I was pretty, pretty close. close. Uh, we got the trailer for Fatal, 
Does any, did anyone watch this trailer? Yes, we all. I think we all watched it, or no, me and you watched it at least. Shay, yeah, you Liam, said. Did you watch it? Fatal. Yeah. Uh, no, no idea. Well, can you give us the plot of this movie then? Fatal um, is the story of um, why the word "fatal" got an extra e. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. Um, and that's about it. That's all I remember. That, that's it. There's no cast or. Uh... Oh well, Timothy Chalamet's in it, obviously. Of course, of course. is he playing and, the letter uh, E? Uh, no, he's actually playing the letter T. Oh, for Timothy. Yeah. No, it's actually, it's not. Is. Oh no. No, it's oh. another T. Oh, okay. you don't know him. You don't know him. No. Uh, who's he directed by? Um, Greta Gerwig again. She's uh, <laughs> she's doing two movies this year, and it's been a busy year for her after Little Women last year. Of course, of course. She got yeah. all these contracts. So Fatal is uh, Hilary Swank and Michael Ely, and it looks so bad. <laughs> oh, this movie. <laughs> it looks so bad. Yes. My God. It, like I was watching this trailer like, Hilary Swank, what happened to you? Why are you doing It's a movie where, uh, you know, Michael Ely cheats on his wife in Vegas uh, with um, – Hillary Swank, and I think it's important that she's white and he's black. Like that's like a that's like a topic of discussion. And then mm-hmm. one day, someone breaks into Michael Ely's house and beats him up. And guess who the lead investigator is? Hillary, his ex wife. Yeah, this no, movie ex-wife. reminds me of something. It's like another yeah, movie that came out recently. Yeah, like it's like obsessed with you know Beyonce and Ali Larder. I think right, it was. right, right. It's like and very a bunch of other movies like that too. Yeah, just. Fatal Affair. Fatal Affair. That was the other one with Omar Epps and Nina Long. Yeah. It was like, I think, like a past lover who came back into her life and he is very obsessed with her and will do anything to like ruin her current life, which is very similar to what this storyline is. But Hilary Swank plays a police officer who's investigating some sort of crime that he's involved in and she's obsessed with him and he, she'll do anything to like yeah it ruin looks his life but be in his awful. life type of thing. looks just just dreadful uh then we got the trailer for the dig um this was a it was a cute little movie anthony i think you sent this one yeah it's a netflix film it's about an archaeologist who embarks on a historically important excavation of sutton ho sutton who in 1938 Mm-hmm. Starring Lily James and Ralph Fiennes and Carrie Mulligan, mm-hmm. I I didn't think I would be interested in an archaeo- archaeological dig, but all these archaeological movies are coming out this year, so um, I yeah I watch it when it comes out. It has dramatic input, uh, dramatic points to it. It there's some sort of relationship between Carrie Mulligan and uh, Ralph Fiennes that grows. Um, cinematography looks great. That's good. That's good. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it but does yeah. look good. We are, we've already paid for it, so we might as well watch it. <laughs> Netflix. So, do you watch everything that's on Netflix? Because clearly with that ideology... I have to. I pay for it. I got to watch it. Anthony's like, I'm a producer here. I got I to watch it, you know? <laughs> uh, we also got the trailer for the Mauritanian or Mauritanian? Mor- Mauritanian. Yeah. So isn't that the isn't that the element they were trying to get in Avatar? I think so. Unobtainium. Yeah. Unobtainium. <laughs> what a fucking dumb name for an. Uh, <laughs> you know. So that's besides the point. Uh, who sent this trailer and who watched this trailer? Anthony put it in. So I, Anthony and I watched it uh, earlier. Um, this looks like 
it looks like um yeah i feel like there's so many movies that look like this movie like you could you could kind of lump a lot of like 9-11 investigation movies into one mm-hmm. and you could make like one giant film out of them uh this film is basically about um they're trying to find out or they they're trying to find out like the guy responsible for putting the terrorists on the plane so like literally like again with all res- respect of course to the event that happened i feel like hollywood finds every single aspect of what happened in that event turn into a and film. are trying to turn it into a film it's like now we're trying to find the person who put the guys on the plane yeah you know like where it would feel like that would just be a plot point in another movie about the actual event yeah um anthony was like get ready to hear benedict cumberbatch's voice in it and he does a southern accent and oh boy it's rough it's rough oh my god it's rough but yeah you have jodie foster in this as well you have zachary levi in this as well um and it comes out next year i think for benedict he should just stick to being playing british. the british role you, you know like if you're if the character calls for an american accent he should just play it british it's better for him like i i can believe more if he was british born but somehow moved to the to the states to become this i think he's like a prosecutor in this movie and he had yeah. the british because it's just some people can't do it like i was thinking of hugh grant so like, hugh grant will never play oh i don't even want to hear him attempt that he can't do an american accent he'll he just play british yeah. roles and that's fine and that's fine like just let it be like i don't think he's good at any type of accent other than emma watson too when she tries to do a english accent uh or like when i say english i'm an american um she tries to do an american accent it just sounds weird you just hear it on some in certain words you're just like oh it's slipping out it's slipping out there and yeah um yeah it just it just oh it's always interesting for him like oh i wonder why that was the choice that they made for it you know yeah <laughs> let me hear your accent oh yeah that sounds great let's let's stick with it no yeah, yeah. like yeah. we made that joke like when we were doing the diehard commentary that like hans gruber sounds like when he was doing the american accent sounds like benedict doing an, an american accent yeah <laughs> uh, like he just kind of has that voice to it so like picture that but with like a southern twang to it yeah, and yeah. Benedict's like d- deep, rich voice. You're just like, oh, this is uh, this not is different. what we wanted today. Yeah, no, not at all. Uh, we also got the trailer for Sylvie's Love. What is this about, too? Uh, Anthony, you, you yeah, put this so on. I, I put this on. It's <laughs> where is uh, Tessa Thompson. It's an Amazon Prime um, show. I think it's a show. Yeah, it's a show. It's a drama. Uh, Sylvie has a summer romance with a saxophonist who takes a summer job at her father's record studio store in Harlem. Uh, When they reconnect years later, they discover that their feelings for each other have not faded with the years. So this is coming out January 27th. I chose this trailer because Tessa Thompson is great in her roles and I thought it was unique. It has uh, a certain time period as well. I would say the 50s or 60s. Um, and again, we, we have access to it. It's on Amazon prime. It's actually a movie. Sorry, my bad. It's a movie. It's a one hour and 54 minute drama, mm. but yeah, mm. take a There was only a teaser, so nothing to, it's not like Much a full trailer. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. And then we got the trailer for the marksman. Oh, did not watch this, this is, one either. This is the Liam Neeson film. Liam Neeson. Yeah, so this oh. this film is coming out in January, which is I feel like uh, Liam Neeson's new 
window. Uh, new window for films. Yeah. Um, and it's, I mean, there's not much to say other than, you know, it's a Liam Neeson movie. He shoots guns in it. Um, it's about a rancher in Arizona who becomes like a defender of this young Mexican boy who's like trying to flee a cartel. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just trying to think, is Liam Neeson going to be doing a Southern accent in this too? Like <laughs> Liam Neeson one- has one accent for, for any type of <laughs> Liam Neeson. American role. And yeah. He does it well. Like he just sticks yeah. with it. He doesn't have a southern act. Um, there was a little bit of a southern draw in the trailer, but it's it's he's shooting, and that's all that matters, right? He's rooting and tooting and shooting in this. He's one, rooting so. and shooting. He's shooting some cartel uh, lords. Okay. Well, you know that's that's great. Now let's get into what we're watching. Uh, so we're gonna start from the middle, but just <laughs> just above it. So alphabetically, we're gonna go with the not the first letter. No, we're gonna go with Anthony. Anthony, go ahead, please tell us what you've been watching. So for the past two weeks, I've been watching quite a bit. I'm I skipped a bunch of James Bond films because I just couldn't do it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I started like I stopped right at Octopussy, and I'm like, I just can't. I can't do it anymore, man. I just it's tough, man. It's tough. But I got there. I I will eventually watch it here and there, but. I had to go to a better James Bond. So I started with GoldenEye. And after that, I put on Tomorrow Never Dies, The World's Not Enough, and Die Another Day. Out of the... How many movies is that? One, two, three, four. Uh, Pierce Brosnan, James Bond films. I think GoldenEye is the strongest. Mm-hmm. It's the most serious. It's the less uh, campy. And uh, I think he does a really good job of playing Bond. Yeah, then I, Gamble as well, directing it. Uh, Casino Royale and Quantum of Solace. So we're introduced to Daniel Craig's version of James Bond, the gritty James Bond, the less um, focused on, you know, fallen in love, but, you know, finding the killer. He's very revengeful and he kills a lot. Like, that's that's the whole idea with Daniel Craig's, Daniel Craig's version of Bond is he doesn't really... He takes things personally. And he really drives at eliminating anyone who gets in his way. Mm-hmm. He had to, like, even at the end of Quantum of Solace, when he left the, um, I think his name was Dominic, out in the desert with a can of, uh, I think it was motor oil. Yeah. Like, it took him a lot to not shoot him. Yeah. But that type of bond, that gritty bond, the more serious, something, someone that you would actually see now if there was some sort of you know secret agent out there in the world it would look similar to this type of character mm-hmm. uh watch promising young woman which i'm not allowed to talk to we'll we'll have a review later on yes yeah, we uh we did watch it this this week or last week and we will uh we'll have a review for you on the 14th i want to say yeah. yes the 14th whenever we're allowed to talk about it we'll it will be up on the podcast as a separate review yep um uh, watch Die Hard, watch Mank, which we did the review for. The Undoing, which is uh HBO series starring Nicole Kidman and Hugh Grant and uh Noah Juppe as a Noah Juppe. Noah Juppe. Uh really good series. One of those who done it stories where you don't know who Who done it. Who done it? Like you, every episode is like, oh shit, no, I think this person, no shit, oh I think this person, no, 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 
all, all it's just really really good and if you like david e kelly he wrote this story um and he's done quite a bit of hbo series mm-hmm. big little lies um i would encourage you to watch it if you like uh sharp objects you'll like the undoing watch the mandalorian which great last two episodes great last two episodes again that hasn't changed my 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 feelings about the mandalorian but i really enjoyed the story of um baby yoda or his real name which is go 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 Grogu. Grogu. yeah go grew could be a little bit easier um and ahsoka tano's appearance which i really enjoyed i thought she, uh I was gonna say Eva Mendes for some Rosario Dotson. Rosario Dotson did an amazing job, and then Boba Fett coming back for um, the last episode, which was fantastic, and directed by Robert Rod- Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed. And then I started playing Uncharted Four: A Thief's End, which I haven't um, played before, and I'm really enjoying it. We also, I also watched Freaky, which I noticed all of you guys have also watched Freaky. So I thought we kind of leave a review of Freaky once we're ready to leave a review. Yeah, do you guys want to talk about Freaky? Yeah. Talk about Freaky. Let's talk about Freaky. Let's get into our review of Freaky. This film uh, came out in November, I want to say. Yeah. Uh, or I don't, again, it's another film that it came out. At the wrong um, time. At the wrong time. You know, like this, I, I wish this film it came out on Friday the 13th in November, but I just wish that they released it in October, released in October at, at like a, f- a festival. Um, this is a Universal Pictures is another one coming from Blumhouse uh, starring Vince Vaughn, Catherine Newton. And basically it's Freaky Friday, but the killer um, and the victim basically switch bodies. So now Vince Vaughn is, I guess, soul is in the body of this girl and uh <laughs> the girl is now possessed by the evil vince vaughn murderer character um anthony what do you think about this film i really enjoyed it i thought this was a uh, it was really well done it was, and I, I really enjoyed vince vaughn as uh millie when they did that soul reversal the kills in this movie were pretty brutal yeah, um, we were talking about this beforehand. There was a lack of kills, but I still think like the presence of Vince Vaughn as a murderer or this butcher. He he was really intimidating because the guy is like six seven, and he comes through like this Michael Myers type of killer. And um, I I thought I thought it was well paced, well edited. Uh, characters, the supporting characters were great. Uh, there's a lot of like n- little storylines that take place you know millie's character's um father had passed away and they're dealing with a lot of home stuff and it just plays into the whole you know melting pot of getting their souls converted back yeah. to normal it's very much like, you know, Happy Death Day to You was like the Groundhog's Day yeah. of murder movies. And this is the Freaky Friday of murder movies. And uh, just like you, I, I enjoy this film. I just wish that we got more. Um, so we, we got a lot of Vince Vaughn acting like a teenager, which was a lot of fun to see. I think he played that role really well. And it was genuinely funny because this film is kind of balancing that line of it's 
a horror slasher, but it's also like a parody um, where it's like being meta about it, where it's like referencing other films. Mm-hmm. I just wish that we got more of um, uh, what's the actress's name? I'm forgetting her name. Catherine Newton. I wish we got more of her getting to act like the, I guess the serial killer version of Vince Vaughn, because I found when the bodies were swapped, Vince Vaughn, the got to have a lot of fun with that role as a teenager, but she didn't get to do a lot. She just kind of spent a lot of the film either her mouth taped up or just kind of being like a, a quiet Mike Myers type killer trying to hunt them down. But I wish we got a bit more of her and a bit more um, Halloween style, I guess, takedowns, but I, I, I still thought it was a fun movie. Yeah. And I, from, yeah same. Uh, sorry. And I was gonna say same directors as happy death day to you, as we were talking about earlier. Yeah. I think that, um, similar to your guys' point, I think I wish you got more of her character kind of not going on a killing spree per se, but like, I really thought that she'd go after her bullies and we, we are introduced to some and, you know, she does take down one, but it, or I guess takes down two, but I kind of wish there was more because that was like the fun part of her kind of getting her revenge in a way, because those are the same people attacking Vince Vaughn. Um, It didn't, it didn't blow my mind. This movie, uh, you know, I, I laughed a little bit and I, I, I felt the the squeamish feeling a little bit when people were getting killed, but it, it didn't, I guess, knock me off my feet in any way. And I, I, but I still definitely enjoyed. It and I think that people will really like this movie. And I think when they go and watch it, whenever they get a chance to watch it, because now I think it's pretty much available video on demand. Um, I think this is a movie that, that would have definitely benefited from streaming. So I think mm-hmm. for me, I would say stream it. I think you can now. I saw it on iTunes for twenty bucks. Yeah, you could you could rent it. So I, I'm I'm the same. I would say stream it next Halloween. It's a fun Halloween film to watch. Yep. Uh, with friends and watch it. Yeah. So definitely stream it. Um, me as well. Stream it. Very similar to you know that comedy meets um, horror aspect of uh, Happy Death Day. You will if you enjoy that type of story and that type of movie you'll love freaky yeah awesome awesome uh daniel what about you what'd you watch um yeah so again i was like why is my list so long this week it's because we're off for the for the week um i've been kind of full throttle into watching some christmas movies now that we're in december so obviously the home alone films uh toy story um hit its 25th anniversary last week so that's disgusting right so i was like oh you know what let me put this on and watch it i'm still making my way through the queen's gambit which again is fantastic um we spoke about promising young woman or we will speak about it at a later date i started watching the sage by the bell reboot which is all types of corny and cheesy but there's also some really funny moments in it so i'm gonna continue to make my way through that uh we spoke about mando already uh lord of the rings came out in 4k this week so i've been watching a lot of the behind the scenes appendices of of the making of so i've been watching that and i also watched or started fellowship yesterday um which is now in 4k and looks absolutely amazing uh looks really really good i'm really impressed with the the transfer that they did on that uh tried to watch like a boss was not feeling it so i turned that off put on neighbors (laughs) so shay and i were watching neighbors uh mank we have our review up on the movie podcast feed so obviously go listen to our review of that i think we have a really great discussion on it uh some more holiday stuff like the santa claus netflix had this series last year that came out called the movies that made us and now they have kind of a follow-up to that called the holiday movies that made us and there's an episode all about elf john favreau's elf 
Uh, we spoke about Freaky. I spoke about Fellowship already. The Santa Claus 2 and Godmothered is another Christmas film that is on Disney Plus this week starring um, Jillian Bell and Isla Fisher. Really uh, cute kids movie. It's about like a fairy godmother who's basically trying to come to the world of uh, basically who comes to the world to try and help this girl. But it's not actually a girl anymore. It's this 40 year old woman who's Isla Fisher and kind of helps her family while trying to learn how to be a fairy godmother. Um, it's a cute film. Honestly, it, it reminded me a lot of like Elf and Enchanted. It's like a kind of a fusion of those two movies. But I think Jillian Bell has like this. I think she's just one hilarious. She has like this like crazy, like chaotic energy to her. Um, and we kind of saw that in 22 Jump Street and um, some other films that she's done and Bridesmaids. And um, oh, my God, what else? Oh, she was in Bill and Ted this year is what I saw her in. And Brittany runs a marathon. Uh, but yeah, she's really uh, she's really funny in this. So if you, I think this is a great one to watch if you have kids, and if you're just looking for a, a film to put on, it's a fun one. So I'd definitely say stream it. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So I now kick it over to you, Shabazz, to round us oh, out. Ah, grazie. Uh, so I watched uh, The Crown um, because you know I'm trying to I'm trying to get through that. I also ended up watching Happiest Season. Um, uh, I know Daniel, you will you you were, you talked about this film on our last episode is that correct yeah yeah i would say it's yeah. a like a stream it yeah yeah i i for me i i wasn't a fan of it i it did not resonate with me for me i'd say skip it um just overall i i don't know there's just something about none of the characters were really interesting to me and and it just didn't yeah it didn't hit me where where i wanted to hit me uh we watched i watched promising young woman which we'll talk about once we get the chance continuing on my mcu watch with my girlfriend we watched iron man 2 and we also uh, watched Thor, so we're, we're kind of getting closer and closer now to The Avengers, which is pretty much the next film we're going to watch, because we already watched Captain America. Um, I don't know why, but decided to put on Final Destination. Um, hadn't seen it in, in many years, and honestly, it's it's such a dumb but fun movie. Uh, there's such silly characters and silly things that happen in it, but it's just fun to kind of see it kind of go down. Uh, I watched Johnny English with Rowan Atkinson and Natalie Imbrogalia. I don't, know, I don't know how to say her last name, but man, is she so hot in this movie? Uh, and it's such a funny film. And you know, growing up, you watch Mr. Bean, and then you see Rowan Atkinson kind of now in a talking role, and he's still as funny as his non-talking role. So that's it. That's, that's pretty huge, in my opinion. Uh, the Mandalorian. So the last episodes, yes. Really, really good episodes, um, but I'm I'm still not too convinced yet. Kind of like I'm with Anthony on the boat here. Like it just it, it hopefully continues forward like this. Um, I also finally gave a watch to the Babadook, which I've heard a lot about. Uh, it's an Australian film, and I keep hearing, "Oh, it's so scary! It's amazing!" And I I, I did enjoy it, but there was some of it that it maybe didn't sit the best with me. I think that the acting in some areas, not by the mom, but the kid, but the kid was really annoying to me in the movie. Every time you talk, I was like, man, I really hope this Baba Duke guy just eats <laughs> this kid. Like at some point, um, the character of Baba Duke has a very scary voice. Anthony, have you seen the Baba Duke? I feel like you would have seen no, it. No, 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 but no? I just envisioned this. Like what you just said. Anthony's <laughs> just laughing at the thought of a child being eaten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's, that sounds about it. When he has kids, he's going to really scare the hell out of them. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, 
I mean, it's 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 a good movie because it definitely does bring that psychological terror, and I'm happy that it wasn't a a jump scare kind of movie because I don't I'm not a big fan of those. Uh, like Daniel, we tried watching like a boss. I think we got 30 minutes in, and then we were like, we need to turn this off right now. Uh, and we watched Neighbors. I watched The Big Sick, uh, 21 Jump Street, and we did our commentary for Die Hard. I watched the Kevin Hart Netflix special, Zero Fucks Given. Uh, did not really laugh that much as, I, as, as much as I should have. Um, I think Kevin Hart is at a point now where maybe his jokes just aren't that relatable because a lot of it was just complaining about how he's really rich and really famous. Um, and I think while that's great, it, it just it was hard to laugh along with it. Um, and Mank was out. We have our review up for Black Bear. We watched Freaky, and I'm and I'm powering through season four of Big Mouth. I absolutely love this show. I think it's one of the funniest uh, animated shows out there right now. I'm almost done. I think this season, so definitely look out for my review of that uh, when the time comes. Excellent. Uh, I don't like how you said excellent. By the way, well, excellent day. <laughs> Well, let's let's jump into our trivia of the week. So, uh, since we're talking about Warner Brothers and we're talking about you know their movies, I thought why not talk about what was their first movie ever to come out? So, I hope no one has done this research, but I'm going to give a alphabetical choice <laughs> of films. I'm going to give four movies, and I want you guys to let me know what was Warner Brothers' first movie. So the first one we have is The Lost City. The second one I have here is uh, Rags to Riches. The third one I have is My Four Years in Germany. And my last one is Little Church Around the Corner. I don't even Hmm. remember the names. I don't remember those names either. Should I say them again? Yes, please. Yes, please. Yeah, we have The Lost City, Rags to Riches, my four years in Germany and little church around the corner. I want to say rags to riches. I'm going to say little church around the corner. Just All pull right. that out of my ass. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. You guys pulled the wrong things out of your ass. Cause you're both wrong. <laughs> it, it was my four years in Germany. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. It's a, it's a 1918 American sound war drama film that is noticeable as being the first film produced by the four Warner brothers. Harry, Sam, Albert, and Jack. Maybe that should have been my question. Name I feel like that should <laughs> And then and you guys would have still gotten it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> who were their favorite country artists? Who? Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> but again, that was our episode this week of the movie podcast. We had a great one. I think, you know, we talked a lot about Warner Brothers and their earth shattering news, you could say. I really hope that leading into next week's episode, we get some more groundbreaking news. And you know what? We still have you know, what, two episodes left. Am I right? Am I right? Three? We have two. Yeah, this is our third, so we have two more left. Yeah, two more left. We're gonna have a lot of fun. We're gonna play some games. We're gonna maybe we'll jump into another what's the plot again, because that's always fun to do. Uh we also have our blockbuster game that we played last year. Was it last year we played it? It was, yeah, last My summer. My goodness. Yeah, maybe we'll jump back into that. But there's a lot to come for us this year. A lot more reviews as well of all the movies that we want to talk about. Of course, that was this time with the movie podcast. And we'll see you next.